0: We are skipping across the pond to Watten Under Edge, a small village near Bristol in England. We've stumbled upon a place where ley lines to Stonehenge, a pagan burial ground, acts of suicide, criminal activity, and child sacrifice all intersect, and unfortunately, someone built a house on it. I'm Christina and I'm Kristen and today on the Real Crime Podcast we will be giving you all the spooky details of one of the UK's most haunted houses, the Ancient Ram Inn. <laughs> So, why? Why, why, why do people pick the absolute worst places ever to build adorable little cottages? Where else would they build them? I, I mean, I would move into this home in a heartbeat and live out all my English countryside garden BBC-style murder mystery show dreams, but no, somebody had to find the most terrifying spot to build it on. Yeah, no. I definitely cool. don't want to live in this house. <laughs> No, No, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I don't even know that you'd want to spend a night. No, I don't think I would. I mean, I, I watched enough... Um, like ghost hunter type shows in researching this mm-hmm. that i absolutely have zero desire to actually yeah, stay no. here like i mean me. maybe pass by and step in for like a quick second i i until wanna... i feel something terrible and then like apparently I'm out, happens I'm out. within like a millisecond <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um so today we are talking to you about the ancient ram inn um i guess let's give a little history on the place first and yeah. kind of go into like current accounts um So, really, this place, prior to any structure being built on the piece of property, uh, which first occurred in 1145, where the, the current home that sits there, the current inn that sits there, was built in 1145. But prior to that, it was basically... A piece of land that has a series of ley lines intersecting underneath it. Those ley lines lead directly to Stonehenge. Um, and there's another. Um, so one one section leads right to Stonehenge. The other one to the chur- church of Saint Mary the Virgin. Right. Which had been there like 200 years prior to this house in the inn. The inn. Right. 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 So. Basically, uh, on top of the ley line piece of it, and probably because of the ley line location uh, underneath this property, it was also once home to a pagan burial ground. And when they built on it, those bodies were never moved. So, basically, they just like found a graveyard and built on top of it. Right. And so, intersections... Of these ley lines, yes. are found or thought to be hubs of supernatural activity. Absolutely, absolutely. So that you know, and there's a couple of adds things to this. <laughs> absolutely, uh, and there's a couple of things that I learned on when I was doing research for this. Uh, I found a podcast called "Turns Out It's Haunted," um, which is an absolute gem of a show. And basically, during the the time period that this burial ground was called a quote pagan burial ground. Pagan had a bit of a different meaning. Mm -hmm. So it it basically meant that at that time, it was a country person who had not found the ways of Christianity. So essentially, a, a pagan and heathen were sort of interchangeable terms. Now... I think now we kind of take pagan to mean something a bit different, uh, like more of a spiritual belief system sort of thing. And as you were saying, these ley lines, uh, ley lines from what I gather, are essentially an invisible grid of lines that cover the globe and connect some of the earth's most mysterious structures. So, like Stonehenge, the Great Wall in China, uh, the Great Pyramids. Not and, to be confused with ley lines spelled with an A. Right, which are something to do with sail racing right exactly so these are l e y lines ley lines um, and to be totally honest ley lines are basically a podcast in themselves yeah. if you look them up i mean it's fascinating. a lot of people think that um they are guides for ufos oh, <laughs> oh. my goodness i mean honestly to me it felt like it was straight out of a dan brown novel like um which i call it the uh you know what i'm talking about right nope um The Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, like, that's what it felt like to me Uh, when I was reading about them. I was just like, okay, this is getting deeper than I'm expecting it to. And a lot of times, these ley lines were used for placements of buildings right through the time of the Freemasons, who actually chose these intersections to build, like, their churches and their structures and their buildings. So they, they definitely serve a purpose and have served a purpose throughout history. And could definitely, definitely be a podcast. absolutely Absolutely. five sections absolutely it's i mean it was one of those things where i started going into it and then i had to kind of like pull myself back (laughs) because because i'm like not what we're talking about about. (laughs) exactly so i mean to, to kind of summarize it and simplify it my understanding of ley lines is that these are earth's energy points so if you believe in that sort of thing there's a great deal of significance to the location and it's believed that the building itself actually feeds off of that energy which is why this is such a hotspot of activity, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, because it's the intersection. Exactly. So, because of this very specific location and its pagan history, it's actually believed that much of the ancient ram's, uh, the ancient ram inn's paranormal activity may stem back as far before it was even built. So in 1145, the house as we see it today was built. It originally served as a home to the slaves and specialized workers who were hired to build and work on the nearby St. Mary's Church that you were referring to. Yes. In fact, according to my research, there are actually tunnels from the lower part of the inn to the church that would have been used by the workers that were just never filled in. Did you just say according to my research? according to my research now, uh, I, I didn't mean to if I did I'm sorry <laughs> according to my research <laughs> that's <laughs> Rachel makes fun of me all the time because I say not those lot like not that exact thing, but right. something similar. Something similar. <laughs> according to my research, yeah. <laughs> according to my research, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's from the Magic School Bus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so apparently, I did. Yes, I'm sorry. It's, I slipped. So into according it. to her research, <laughs> according to my research. Um, so, in addition to the ley lines. There were actually a number of naturally occurring streams on the property. And those had to be diverted in order to build the church in its designated location. Like, why, guys, couldn't you just leave the streams where they were and pick a different spot to build the church? I don't get that. I never will. But these streams are also an energy source and were once a vital part of the pagan rituals performed on the property. And by diverting them, many people actually believe that portals were ripped open. These pagan rituals included death. Right, like sacrifice and (laughs) such. Exactly. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. (laughs) They were pretty hardcore rituals. You know, it wasn't like they were like dipping people in the water and like, you know, (laughs) eating (laughs) corn afterwards or something, you know? Well, you know, they did kill people to... Um, or sacrifice people to improve their crops it's true for so they were eating corn they were eating corn exactly and they just had an abundance of corn because (laughs) they killed somebody okay it's not funny oh god um so basically by ripping open these portals they were allowing for all of this dark energy to rise out um so after the construction of the church was completed the ancient ram in, i don't know why i struggle so much saying that it may be because it's, it's first right, thing right, in the morning and i've right. not finished my coffee uh the ancient we'll go ahead and blame the ram <laughs> in housed the first priest aside to the church uh he would be the first of many holy men to reside there and possibly still residing there um Later it became an inn and public house. Uh, but then in 1968, a resident named John Humphreys purchased the property and made it his private home. For some reason. <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm gonna dive into that a little bit too, because I'm just like, oh god. He actually did so in an attempt to save the building, which at this point had you know gone into disrepair it was kind of on the verge of ruin it was going to be torn down by the town and maybe that wouldn't have been you know the Could worst idea it. exactly it wouldn't have been the worst idea just Although, let it fall at that into point where would all those terrible evil spirits go i don't know but maybe they wouldn't all hang out in the same spot and freak us out i think maybe it's best that they're contained in the house <laughs> People choose to go to this house. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not. No like one has to go there. Open to the public. <laughs> it's not like it's an office building right. where people have to go to work every day. That's fair. So it was Humphrey's first night in the inn, which kind of gave way to the ancient ram in becoming one of the UK's most haunted spaces. So that first night, Humphreys actually claims that he was dragged out of his bed and across the room by some spirit, some unseen spirit. Humphrey's wife and daughters did not stay behind with him to fix up the old joint. Instead they let him stay. And he honestly he lived there alone for almost fifty years. Yeah, so his wife basically took his kit his daughters and they ran. She's like, No, we're we're out of here. She You're said a lunatic. It's evil. Right. The house itself was evil. And John Humphreys was an incredibly religious man, too, and, and that's, that's something that I found pretty interesting. He actually slept, he didn't sleep in any of the bedrooms, and we'll get into why in a minute, um, he slept in this, I, I was watching Beyond the Dark, which is a YouTube haunted show, like Ghost Hunter type show. Mm-hmm and they they talked about and showed the area that he used to sleep in because all the furniture is still there the way it was yep. when he was there and this house is just filled with stuff there's crosses all over the place there's religious paraphernalia all over the place and then like kitschy spooky stuff all over the place too it's like really in a weird decorated place i it's, guess yeah, like yeah there was one room that had like it was nautical theme right and then there was another room that had like a completely different theme right was, it just it was really weird. It was literally like someone just would go to flea markets and find random stuff and then like kind of collect them in the rooms. At least each room had a theme, I guess. I don't know. But, I don't know. I feel like this place doesn't need a theme. (laughs) It's it's, it's haunted. It is. haunted. (laughs) Exactly. The theme is it's really freaky. So, (laughs) um, so he he lived there alone until he passed away in uh, 2017. So first let's kind of talk about this pagan burial ground. Um, essentially jumping back to before right before the house was built so while working on the home john humphreys apparently got this demonic message through him that pointed him to what's referred to as the men's kitchen and said dig up that space dig up that space of you know that section of floor because i i really kind of um Struggled, I guess. Like, why would someone just dig up a section of their their stone floor? You right. know, and it because originally in that's my research, easy feat, exactly. Originally in my research, it right. said yeah. that <laughs> um, it said that he was just working on the home, and I'm like that's not work. Like, I, I I've <laughs> never just gone into my kitchen and like dug up a section of the floor, like, gone into my basement and, like, dug out a section of the concrete. Like, that's never happened. We just tear this up. Exactly. Like, it's just not something that you do. So, he actually got this demonic message to go in there and dig up a section of this men's kitchen floor. And below it... I've heard a couple of different sort of conflicting details. One is that there were multiple children found, and the other is that it was a mother and a child, and they were skeletal remains found in this area, and driven through them was a dagger leading Humphreys and those around the building to believe that not only was this a burial place, but a place of human sacrifice as well. I guess the the dagger um, kind of denoted being something of... Like, sacrificial found, rite. Yeah. Um, shards of dagger. in Inside. Yeah. Inside them. But I guess the dagger itself, like, the remains of the dagger itself, I guess, were um, spiritual in nature or r- ritualistic in nature sort of thing. Like, the look of it. You know what I mean? They have the uh, pentagram on them? They got, I, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Um, so... There are actually thought to be more graves located under that being the oldest part of the house. It was built around the 1200s, but wisely, very wisely, and this is probably the first wise decision anyone's made, they decided not to disturb them, (laughs) and I am (laughs) so happy about that. Um, The one that was unearthed now has a visible marker. There's sort of a grate that goes over it, and you can see where the skeletons are actually found and everything fun. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So one of the most famous spirits who haunts the house is a witch who fell victim to uh, witch hunters in the 1500s during the height of the witch trials. Sorry I had to burp. I'll cut that So this woman basically attempted to escape the trial as, you know, we all know how those go at this point, and <laughs> um, she sought refuge in the ancient Ram Inn, and the room in which she was found is now referred to as the witch's room. So she was actually found, tried, and then burned at the stake right there on the property. So her spirit is still on the and property. And she's pissed, and like rightfully really so. Really angry. Rightfully so. Um, She's also said to always travel with her familiar, which is a black cat. And now, familiar was not a word that I was familiar with. What? I know, isn't that crazy? Until I started watching um, What We Do in the Shadows. The most fabulous television oh, show love of all that time. Show so much, so good. They're coming it, out with season four. I know. I please. I haven't marked on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't marked on my calendar. I'm so into it, man. Um, so if you haven't watched that show, definitely watch it because you'll dig it. They yeah, also um, talk about them in Sabrina, the the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. See, I never watched the Chilling Adventures. Oh, it's creepy. Is it? It's not like the original Sabrina at all. Well, no, and like the fact that there was no animatronic cat. I think I was really sad, so I didn't want to watch There's it. A cat yeah but there's no animatronic cat yeah it's true he doesn't talk his name's not salem Mm -hmm. like it's not yes it is well okay his name's salem but he's the familiar i know but he doesn't talk i don't know Uh, all right anyway Uh, (laughs) it's just not the same okay so this black cat (sighs) that um was her familiar yes is also found as a spirit (laughs) in that room So, not only is it found as a spirit in the room, but there's actually a ghost of a black cat. So, also on this episode of uh, Beyond the Dark that I watched, um, one of the local ghost hunters who had been into the property multiple times, the first time he was in there, he saw a cat run across the room and he's like, oh, you know, snap, there's a cat, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's an animal lover and he did what I would do and he went to find the cat because he wanted to pet the cat. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And there was no cat. The cat was just gone. Um, And then, you know, come to find out that um, they found in the wall of the bishop's room, which is another room that we will get into, the mummified corpse of a cat. And that mummified corpse of the cat is now on display, basically in the the living room area of the ancient ramen. And it is... So, it's gotta be hundreds of years old. And this thing literally looks like it just died a couple of weeks ago. Really creepy. The the whiskers are still intact. Like, all the nails and teeth are still intact. Like, it is... it is. If you can find pictures, I mean pictures and video because I don't even think the pictures do it justice and I I, I would love to see it in person because it's got to be just the craziest thing to yeah. witness in in person so so bizarre so I was watching um what, what another ghost hunter show I don't remember what it was called what did I say it was called most haunted most haunted yes so um it takes they they go into this place and they spend the night there like any ghost hunter show mm-hmm. and they have two separate people they have this guy who like feels things and draws it and then they have this guy who's like a medium and he feels things and tells you what he's feeling and you know he supposedly speaks to these spirits so they have them completely separate um in the same room at different times so the guy the medium guy starts talking about this witch he feels an evil spirit Mm -hmm. she was a witch he gets a full name from her I okay okay did he share the full name yeah i don't remember what it was it it's not there's no it's from like how long ago the 1500s yeah there's no way to know it's, i know there's no way to track it down really tough. could have yeah. just made up any name you just made up a name okay that's fair anyway so he's talking about the witch and then he says oh i just felt a chill from the black cat it's a nasty black cat and the, there's no such thing as the other animal. guy i know like <laughs> <laughs> the guy drawing so in the same room draws a witch and a black cat but like the way that he draws the black cat it looks so mean i'm just like why why i don't know oh my god although like people who have stayed when it wasn't in people stayed in that room and they woke up with scratches all over them and pee stain like cat pee stains on the (gasps) sheets ew I mean, they say it was cat pee. I mean, maybe they just wet the they bed, went, right? I mean, it was an inn and bar and brewery. So right? Maybe they, just maybe they too got too much to drink, drink. They got lit, <laughs> and then they, they went to the bed. <laughs> yeah. So like, people are making this cat seem really uh, awful. And to be fair, the mummified cat remains like the cat's mouth is like open and like it looks like it's hissing for all eternity. I mean, so it's like, kind I'm of just thrilled that it died. No, definitely not. <laughs> but something that I did learn is that putting dead cats in walls was a thing that they did during like medieval times and uh, apparently it warded off evil spirits. So they would kill cats and then stick them in the walls of houses when they were building them. That didn't work in this end. I honestly feel like if anything that's inviting all of the evil spirits in. Right. Because ever, everything that I've, I mean like what is it, Egyptian culture believes that yeah. cats are the keeper of the underworld and so they actually keep the, the spirits at bay and so having a living cat seems like it would be on your side. Having a dead cat as basically Basically like come on in guys like it's an open invitation super disturbing so that's why i always keep a, a live cat in my house not dead cats not dead cats <laughs> although i do have the ashes of dead cats in my house too uh, well, not all? you know that's what we do i actually all of my best friends have their dead cats ashes yeah, no, I've got one right there, myself. and then one downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then Derby, who's alive. So. <laughs> you don't know have his ashes. Have I don't, his, I have him. I have him. <laughs> yeah, I have his intact being, and he's walking around. Anyway. All right, anyway. <laughs> sorry. We discussed. the black cat. Black cat. Um, don't kill cats and put them in your walls. Just a, a tip on life. So, um... With all of that, you know, we'll move on to the next room. So I I would say the next room I want to touch on, because I want to kind of save the bishop's room, because that's really disturbing, um, is the the attic. So the attic was formerly the room of one of the previous innkeeper's daughters. And according to folks who have stayed there and hunted there, if you will, ghost hunted there, hunted there, there, um, you hear like heavy dragging sounds and you're often invited up by a little girl to come up for a visit like she invites you into the attic oh and you would just go absolutely (laughs) anytime you're someplace creepy and a child invites you to go someplace you go obviously obviously, so you go up there and instead of a sweet little girl there's the ghostly body of the innkeeper's daughter hanging from the rafters because she was murdered and hung from the rafters and so she's just really inviting you up there to see her corpse and nobody wants to do that so uh, let's uh let's avoid that. It was definitely believed to have not been a suicide. And I guess there's also kind of knocking noises mm-hmm. from the attic or while you're up there. Even that was in the show yeah, that like I watched. They heard knocking. Knocking so sounds. And two or three people go upstairs to check it out into the attic and they found nothing up there. There was nothing there. And apparently sometimes when you're just up there, even if you don't see, like, the ghostly figure of her hanging, you'll hear, like, knocking sounds or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um now what's said to have actually it's actually said to be the most haunted room in all of um england england is the bishop's room so here the spirits of a number of bishops and one monk uh, who were all likely associated with the nearby church this was an inn that they would have stayed in when they were visiting the church so it's basically supposed to be a wealth of spiritual activity you're gonna hear things like the knocking and the dragging and kind of the stereotypical stuff as well but apparently the monk um is really into like torturing people if you try to stay there yeah so that's also that was like the first spirit that this medium picked up was yeah. the monk and yeah he, he's he was apparently, yelling at himself get off of me get off of me it was kind of yeah funny to watch <laughs> <laughs> um but i In addition to all of that, there's apparently a a Roman centurion who um, was on horseback, and one day, a plumber was working in the bishop's room, and out of nowhere... basically a roman centurion on horseback just like rides through the wall straight towards him and he obviously panicked and tried to jump out (laughs) of the way and then this ghost man and horse just like ran through another wall and i'm like from harry potter exactly exactly oh my god that's what it made me think of when i heard it so creepy um and you know so it's definitely something you'll see different, uh, orbs and, and things like that on the property as well, um, throughout, not just in right. the house, but on the property. And those are thought to be, um, either children. spirits, yeah, children and spirits of people who were murdered there. But I really think the, the most fascinating thing is probably John Humphreys and his experience that he had for 50 years. Who stays there for 50 years? Well, so that's, that's kind of part of it. Right. So, There's a reason. Exactly. So he was apparently visited on a regular basis by an incubus and a succubus. And this incubus and, and succubus apparently torment anyone who steps through the front door. Like they're they're after them. Now, if, if you're not familiar with what an incubus and a succubus are, they're they're basically male and female versions of a demon, and they will literally suck the life and energy out of you. And they usually present as the opposite sex of whomever they're attacking, and then lure them in with you know sexual advances and it's a very hyper-sexualized demon experience yeah. very very hyper it reminds me of was it a scary movie yes yes for the ghost yeah yeah. It, yeah uh Tori Spelling was that the character that did that I don't remember I think so I think I think it was yeah and Someone well, has a sexual encounter with a ghost in the movie, in the movie. <laughs> scary movie yeah and I'm pretty sure Kesha has also like, early on in her career, she said that there was a ghost that she, like, had sex with on the I feel occasions. like I remember that. Yeah. And I, it's just kind of crazy, but... Anyway. I going to toss it so. in here. Um, so... The succubus is probably what... Kept him there. Yeah. So, on top of luring people in and draining them, John felt compelled... To a certain extent not to leave the property and it's believed that basically the, the succubus had her hooks in him also, that's not to be confused with that um, he's not petrified of being there, right? He right. was he's, here he's here all He the slept time. with his Bible every he single night. He didn't go anywhere without the Bible. Yeah, he, he walked I mean, around with it. There it was his only defense. There are crucifixes everywhere. I mean, there are literally religious symbols everywhere throughout this house. If you, like, there's a ton of stuff, but a lot of it is religious, religiously based because he was mm-hmm. incredibly, incredibly spiritual, inc- incredibly religious. I literally can't speak today. I'm so sorry. Um, i in that early i know it's not even that early, it's crazy um but it's it's definitely one of those circumstances where his soul seemed to have been possessed by the spirits of the house and that's what kept him there for that time um and for so many years 50 years so long 50 years i know it's crazy without anyone like his wife and children left, left like he ten. didn't even go <laughs> and, and he had a very like great. nope this is important for me yeah exactly and he had a very estranged relationship with his children too um until towards the end well yeah i mean yeah because <laughs> he deserted them for a house basically Um, so prior to his death in 2017, Caroline Humphreys, who's John's daughter and now the current owner of the property, she tried to get carers or like, um, caretakers in to basically check in with John and make sure he was all right. Um, and they were supposed to be going in about three times a day, but they absolutely refused to go because of the the heavy activity. Um, and that's according to an article where she was interviewed by the Daily Mail and kind of expressed some of the troubles she was having. Um, so yeah, and I mean he he was absolutely terrified. He, um, you know, he he purchased the property for twenty six hundred pounds back in nineteen sixty eight, which is roughly equivalent to about twenty seven thousand American dollars today, um, which is incredibly cheap. Oh my god, yeah, no, it's super cheap. Absolutely cheap. But, definitely not the bargain I think he bargained for. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's the deal he was expecting to have. Um, and we actually did reach out to the inn, because uh, obviously we're not in England, unfortunately. <laughs> and we couldn't go. Uh, but I think both of us would be down for it. Okay, I yeah, would be down No, no, for no it. I would... Oh, okay, yeah. Sarah, okay, cool. So, yeah, we'll make a trip at some point to Galton Underedge. We're going to take so many pictures and... I can't wait to see all the orbs in them. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. So that'll definitely have to be a trip once COVID lifts. Oh, something kind of fun though, because, okay, because this house is so terrifying, right? Mm -hmm. In the episode of Beyond the Dark that I watched it clearly was filmed during COVID because there's like bottles of hand sanitizer all over the place and it kept sort of like pulling me out of the scary moments like there was all this stuff that was happening I was like no that's a bottle of hand sanitizer No, that's a sign saying to wash your hands you know and it was just one of those things where there's I was like a package of masks yes, exactly there's a bunch of masks and gloves over there yep it's COVID okay cool um so it, it threw me off a little bit but so, as I mentioned, Carolyn is now the owner of the property and she does let paranormal investigators in and they've also let in a number of archaeologists in to study the property and um, study the area, the grounds around the property and everything, too. As it is quite historic. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's it's incredibly old. You can really just even take out the hauntings. It's a landmark. Yeah. So, well, something else that I learned, um, after the construction of the the inn there was i can't remember if it was a flood or a fire did you hear about this no i think it was a fire and basically like the whole of the town burned down except for the ancient ram inn that's crazy super crazy so they rebuilt the rest of the town and um but the the well, inn just sign didn't burn down and i'm like so clearly something was making sure that it was okay and that's super disturbing to me that's really disturbing yeah super creepy all right well on that note exactly so that's what we've got to you today (laughs) for you guys today and uh, hopefully we will have a chance to get over there Um, if anybody has ever been there because I know we do have a couple of uh, listeners from across the pond if you will sorry don't roll your eyes at me it's very rude um but we do have some listeners from over there and i'm sorry if i pronounced the name of the town horribly horribly wrong but i tried my best um and listened to a lot of other people say it before i attempted it and um if you've ever had the opportunity to go there we would love to hear any type of personal experiences please Please. this this is one that I, i think Kristen and i are both in agreement that we love haunted homes and haunted buildings and haunted structures. We hate watching paranormal shows because they're so over-dramatized. And it's like, look, if if you see an orb, I'm going to get excited. It doesn't have to, like, you don't have to have a demonic spirit talk to you or scratch you or something like that to get me going. Like, right. I'm I'm just like, oh, look at that little ball of light. That's so cool. It's an energy form. I'm so excited. So it's it's when they're super hyper-dramatized and stuff like that. Or like this guy screaming in the episode that I right, saw. Right, right. Like, it's just, it's kind of like, oh, my God, don't take me away from it. Let me just enjoy it. Like, just walk through it. I want to see it. That's yeah, so we want to hear where we're going with this is we want to hear your Personal experience, yeah. If if you and had, probably it. a lot cooler than yeah. like some of the stuff that we witnessed. And you, you know, TV. I'll believe it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> if you have um, this, or frankly, if you have a haunting experience anywhere, you know, with <laughs> anything, Let us know because I mean, I mean, I'll share. We're it. gonna be yeah talking more about haunted places in the upcoming we do uh yeah with uh october coming up we've got some uh definitely haunted spots that we're going to be covering so if you have any stories Share them because nice. I I would love to do kind of like a compilation of yeah. like ghost stories or haunted house stories and stuff from people too or um, you know and I've reached out before like obviously we're real estate based we're we're house based we're structure based so if you have a creepy real estate story that you want to share with us definitely let us know that would be very cool yes yeah and we'll we'll probably put it on the show you can email us at the real crime podcast at gmail.com there's no at in the beginning of it you can email us. You can email us the Real Crime <laughs> at gmail.com. Um How about you can send an email to the Real Crime Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can DM us on at Instagram. the Real Crime Podcast. There is an act there. There is, there yes. is on that okay. one. Okay. Um or you can join our Facebook, Facebook. group. Uh, you can call us if you have uh, our number. Yeah, if you know my phone number, you can call me, you can text me. We don't me. give it out. We don't. Um, but just reach out because we'd love to hear from you guys. And we've got a doozy of a story for next week, so stay tuned. We do. I actually read a book for this one. I saw it's- that. It's really hardcore. <laughs> I'm like, I've been reading it at night. And it's just not something you should read at night. So I think it's fine for you. I'm, yeah, I am, I unfortunately am a little too comfortable with it. So, um, and on top of that, uh, the episode, uh, two of, uh, my husband Tate's crew Trot? What? Whoa! Yep. True I crime. really can't speak. <laughs> um, episode two of my husband hates true crime has launched, uh, and unfortunately, the audio really sucks. So I'm sorry, but we're working on that. So definitely check it out if you have the chance, and you can follow that um, on Instagram at hubs hates true crime. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. So we are looking forward to it, and we're like weeks away from CT Horror Fest. I know. I'm i so psyched! It's not even, but it's um it's August twenty first. We're prep we're prepping right now for Hurricane Henri. I was like, no, it's September eighteenth. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no! Right now it's, it's August twenty first when we're recording, and so we're prepping for Hurricane Henri Henri, <laughs> which is supposed to be hitting us uh, in the next day or two. And so hopefully hopefully we'll have the ability to record. Or even post. I was thinking about that. If you, I'll, get, I'll get everything. Yeah, no, I'll get everything uh, set up tonight and stuff. And you know what? If I have to go to Starbucks and steal their wirf- Wi-Fi. Their Wi-Fi. The <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If I have to go to Starbucks and steal their Wi-Fi, I will do it. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. And we will be back next week to talk to you about some other fun stuff. So, stay tuned. Bye. Bye.